This is Concrooking, the load shedding schedules. We speak to Samantha Gray-Marie, the Shadow Minister of Electricity for the Democratic Alliance. Welcome, Samantha. Thanks so much for having me on your show again, Chris. What happened the past weekend? Well, um, there, there are sort of two different reports coming in. The one is that Eskom um, underreported on the load shedding, and that instead of reporting, instead of reporting that they were load shedding at stage eight, they were actually reporting that they were load shedding at stage six. Other news that came through this morning indicated that um, Joburg City Council were responsible for the load shedding and that they had overload shed um, in areas in Gauteng. But it's not the first time that we've had reports of under-reporting on load shedding. Um, there was actually a study that was done earlier on in the year, and out of 52 days of load shedding, it appeared that they had over that they had under-reported on about 40 of those days, which means that there are a substantial number of days where they are um, under-reporting. So they're saying we're at stage two, and they're actually load shedding at stage three, which is problematic. What have you done about that now? So um, I've written to the system operator um, at Eskim. Um, Isabel Fick is her name. She's the head of the system operator uh, operations um, for Eskim. So they manage the grid. They're also responsible for ensuring that load shedding happens, that load shedding happens within certain guidelines, and that the reporting on load shedding also adheres to specific guidelines. So that's their job. So we've written to them, and I've asked her if she can please investigate what is happening with respect to the load shedding and whether Eskim is under-reporting. And if that is the case, why? Are they doing it deliberately to mislead people? Or is it has it just been a miscommunication? Or are they working within a certain band that allows them to under-report? Um, and then also, you know, what, what measures will be taken to ensure that we are getting proper feedback um, so that people can start to trust the process? You know, we have a trust deficit with Eskim and with government at the moment as it is. To find out now that they are that they are misleading us in terms of the load shedding schedules is is deeply concerning. Now you have had time to look at ESCOM's medium term report since we last spoke. What are your biggest concerns right now going into the future? Well, the biggest concern is that, and you will have heard um, when um, Dr. Ramchopa has been giving his briefings recently, particularly with the the big jumps. You will have heard that he's talking about our reserves, our operational reserves, and that seems to be the biggest concern is whether or not Eskom has sufficient operational reserves to kick in when load shedding becomes problematic. Um, so I think that's one of our problems. But I think the biggest concern I have with respect to the medium-term report is, first of all, no matter what Fikil Mbalula says, no matter what Dr. Ramachopa says, Load shedding is still going to be with us for at least another year. If you look at if you look at the medium term strategy, you will see that there's not a single week that doesn't have load shedding predicted by Eskom. Um, and secondly, if we don't do something now and we don't do something um, big, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. So Dr. Ramachopa keeps focusing on what our existing capacity is. Our existing capacity is already too little for what what our needs are. And so unless we start bringing online additional supply of electricity, this country is going to be in big trouble. Every now and then there are rumors of an impending uh, blackout. I know that you're not panicking about that. But could you give us a realistic prediction, please? Yeah, so, so we're not panicking about it because at the end of the day, as much as we hate load shedding, load shedding is the one thing that is preventing us from going into a blackout scenario because it's managing the grid to the extent that, you know, we don't have a complete collapse. So it's literally shutting off demand 
um, to reduce the the constraints on the grid. So we're not. It could happen. I mean, it's not it's not that it cannot happen, but it's not likely. The problem we have is that the load shedding. You know, they they they're busy with public participation now on the new load shedding schedules, which take us right up to stage sixteen. Now you can imagine if we are on stage six to eight and we're already experiencing ten to twelve hours of load shedding a day. Can you imagine what stage sixteen looks like? So. They're going to have to take us to stage 16 in order to prevent a blackout if we don't do something quickly about the situation. Um, there was another report that came out this morning with respect to um, the IPPs and the renewable energy that is that is trying to come online and just the abject failure of the government to be able to allow this to happen because of grid constraints, because of incapacity and because of a whole host of other things. So we've got people willing to support the system that are willing to bring energy online um, but Eskom is is ill prepared and, and unable to do it. So we're we're in a lot of trouble at this stage. Now, Samantha, you are speaking to us from a van outside public hearings. What is happening at these hearings? So um, I'm one of the portfolios I serve on is the mineral resources and energy portfolio, and we are busy with public hearings on the electricity regulation amendment bill. This is the last province that we're doing. So we're currently in the Eastern Cape. So I'm sitting in a van in very rural Eastern Cape in Solo. And um, from here, we go to Queenstown. And then um, on Thursday, we'll be in Kwanabuchia in um, the metro. Um, so the Electricity Regulation Amendment Bill, um, part of what it is doing is um, driving the um, unbundling of Eskom and allowing for the transmission company. So it's a good bill. We don't have any major issues with the bill. Um, it's not particularly contentious, um, but it addresses some of the concerns around the sort of technical elements of electricity. Now, I remember you putting questions to Minister Gordon about the mystery funder of the Minister of Electricity's smart meters. Have you received any answers? No. So I haven't received any response yet, and um, I will definitely let you know when I do, and I will give you, I'll certainly be happy to share the information. Um, I have had um, people contact me from as far as Dubai after our last um, discussion to say that. Um, they are of the opinion that it might be the Guptas who are the mystery funders. So I thought that was an interesting take on it and certainly something we will look into. Um, but yeah, and, and there's a lot of concern around the smart meters. I've had a number of people get in touch with me um, since our interview um, to express their concern, express um, you know deep dissatisfaction with the process. So um, it's not something that we're going to leave. Um, we will continue to push on that. The Guptas, that was the last name. I expected to hear what 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 are they saying exactly? Well, if essentially they were just saying that um, that they had um, encountered the Guptas um, in Dubai, seen them sort of um, having coffee with um, various role players, um, and that smart meters were a, a big um, element of demand side management in Dubai, and as such, felt that perhaps they were keen on transferring the technology to South Africa. So, you know, you never know. <laughs> For this government, you have no idea what, what will come next. So, as I say, it's just a name that's been thrown at me. We have no evidence of it, but it's certainly an avenue worth pursuing. So, are you saying there are rumours in Dubai that the Guptas could be the secret funder behind the Minister of Electricity's smart meters? Well, that was what was passed on to me. But as I say, this, this could be absolute um, conspiracy theories at its best. Um, but, you know, you can never put anything past this government. Well, on that 
note, I have to say goodbye to you. Thank you very much for making time for us. Oh, thanks so much for having me again, Chris. It's always lovely chatting to you.